Dostoevsky once wrote, One person who stops lying can overcome a tyranny. One person who stops lying can overcome a tyranny. I received an email this past week that I wanted to share with you. The subject of the email was, You are the problem. Email read, You are the problem. The Catholic Church around the world is guilty. The Catholic Church is rotten to the core, a refuge for the perverse enablers, those with their heads buried in the sand, and leaders who allow themselves to be directed by the perpetrators of carnal sins. And the person concluded his email with a personal message to me. Adding an extra hour of confession between your masses will not sponge away your sins. At first, I have to admit I was quite upset upon reading it. So I went to pray, more like complain. It's like when you go to gossip to somebody, you want them to feel the same way you do. So I wanted Christ to feel my anger and self-righteousness. But when I went to pray, I experienced something totally different in Jesus. He was not angry. He was hurt. I saw that Christ was feeling the same pain that the person who wrote me that email must have been feeling. I saw that Christ understood his pain, his sorrow, his disappointment at feeling betrayed by the leaders of the church. I realized that that is the pain of the Beatitudes, the pain that comes from living in the truth. So I would like to say to the one who wrote me that email, Christ's words in today's Gospel are for you. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who hunger now. Blessed are you who weep now. For the kingdom of heaven will be yours. Anyone willing to live in the truth must feel the sorrow of the Beatitudes. And the truth is, the scandals of our times were forewarned long ago. I don't know if you've ever heard of the prophecies of Our Lady of Good Success. In 1599 in Quito, Ecuador, Mary appeared to a young nun named Mother Mariana de Jesus Torres and gave her messages strictly for our times. The apparition has been approved, was approved by the local bishop, and has been approved by every single bishop ever since then. Not only that, but Mother Mariana Torres, her body is incorrupt even to this day. After her death, she never decomposed, and you can still see her in the convent where she remains. Mary said to her that her messages were meant for the 20th century and wouldn't be revealed before then, and they weren't. She prophesied three great corruptions that would take place in our times. The corruption of matrimony. The corruption of traditional customs. 
And lastly, and greatest, the corruption of the priesthood. In regards to the sacrament of matrimony, she said, marriage will be attacked and profaned to the fullest sense of the word. The government will enact iniquitous laws with the objective of doing away with this sacrament, making it easy for everyone to live in sin. Before the 20th century, marriage wasn't even legal and living together outside of marriage was considered public scandal. Today, both have become the norm. Regarding traditional custom, she said, the Christian spirit will rapidly decay, extinguishing the precious light of faith until it reaches the point that there will be an almost total and general corruption of customs. There will be unbridled luxury Innocence will no longer be found in children, nor modesty in women. In this supreme moment of need in the church, those who should speak will fall silent. And by that she comes to address the third and greatest corruption of our times, the corruption of priests. She said the sacred sacrament of holy orders will be ridiculed, oppressed, and despised. The demon will try to persecute the ministers of the Lord in every possible way. And he will will labor with cruel and subtle astuteness to deviate them from the spirit of their vocation, corrupting many of them. These corrupted priests who will scandalize the Christian people, will incite the hatred of the bad Christians and the enemies of the Catholic Church to fall upon all priests. This apparent triumph of Satan will bring enormous sufferings to the good pastors of the church. Then she goes on to address the diocesan priests like myself. The secular clergy will leave much to be desired because priests will become careless in their sacred duties. Lacking the divine compass, they will stray from the road traced by God for their priestly ministry, and they will become attached to wealth and riches. How the church will suffer during this dark night Lacking a father to guide them with paternal love, gentleness, strength, wisdom, and prudence, many priests will lose their spirit, placing their souls in great danger. That's the prophecy of Our Lady of Good Success made 400 years ago for our times. She wasn't too far off. So when I received this email from a parishioner who has seen all this corruption and crying out to me, you are the problem. I can only respond, you are right. You're right. And we should all be scandalized. We should all be hurt 
We should all be angry, but we shouldn't be surprised because heaven warned us about what was coming in our times long ago. What we must ask ourselves here today, every single one of us, and myself first, is the question, am I going to participate in the corruption? Or am I going to live in the truth? I agree with almost everything that person said in their email, except the concluding statement. Adding an extra hour in between your masses of confession will not sponge away your sins. Yes, it will. If anything can sponge away the sins of our church in our times, it is that. If anything can purify us and bring us back to the right road, it is that. It is conversion. It is repentance. It is looking honestly at my life and asking myself in the light of God's truth, am I living in the truth? and going to confession to amend my ways. If this abuse crisis, the beginning, it is only the beginning of, which, of what we've seen. If it has taught us anything, it's that if you live a pathological life, you create a pathological society. Meaning, if you live a lie, knowing things are wrong in your presence, but you choose to ignore them. You choose not to acknowledge them. They do not go away. They only affect everything. Just like a married couple. If they have problems that they need to deal with and they choose just not to talk about it, to not go to the cross, do they go away? Or do they start to suffocate the love from the inside out? That's what happened to our church. We chose to ignore the problem, to remain silent when we should speak and look at the consequences. But the same thing can happen right here in our church and in our lives. If we live a lie, we produce a pathological community. To call ourselves Catholic and not to profess and live the teachings and morality of our faith is a lie. Every single one of us is free. You are free to be here. You are free to choose to be Catholic or not. It's your God-given right. But we are not free to be partial Catholics. We are not free to say that I am Catholic, but I do not accept all the teachings of the Catholic Church. We are not free to do that. That's what it means to live a lie. We believe and profess that Jesus Christ is the only Son of God, through whom alone we find salvation. We believe in a final judgment, eternal heaven or eternal hell, and every single one of us will have to face that before God, not as a group, individually. We do not support contraceptives or abortions in any case. 
We believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. We profess an all-male, celibate, Catholic priesthood. We believe that Jesus Christ is truly present on this altar every single time the Mass is celebrated. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. And receive Him and walk out these doors right after. That's a lie. To call myself Catholic and to profess or to live anything else is to live a lie. And that's why we're in this situation. It comes down to each and every single one of us. We must all ask ourselves today, am I going to participate in the corruptions of our times by being silent, by professing one thing as a Catholic while living another? Or am I going to live in the truth I could say I wish I inherited a different situation. I could say I wish that I wasn't ordained a priest two weeks before the greatest scandal in the history of the Catholic Church erupted. But I can't change that. All I can do, the best I can do, is to refuse to participate in the corruption by being silent when I should speak. To not live a lie. Dostoevsky said, one person who stops lying can overcome a tyranny. I believe that. And the Beatitudes, the ones who are poor, who weep, who hunger, who suffer persecution and rejection for the sake of righteousness, they are the ones who are willing to live and to die for the truth of Jesus Christ. Only question is, where will you stand? Our Lady of Good Success, 